0: Father, tonight we thank you that you are the God who is more than enough. Sometimes we're amazed that you're ever-ending love for us. I thank you tonight that you're here to shape and to form and to fashion in us the image of your Son, Jesus Christ. I thank you that we have a future and a hope. <laughs> I said, I thank you that we have a future and we have a hope. I thank you that no weapon fashioned against that can prosper. And I thank you that you are a God who does exceedingly abundantly above all we could even ask or think. Mm. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for doing the work to create our salvation. Thank you for taking our sin. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your righteousness. God, we thank you tonight. It is well. It is well. It is. It is well with our souls. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Isn't it good just to be in the presence of the Lord with each other? So good. So, such a pleasure to come back and worship with our family right here in Michigan. And um, many of you know us, many of you don't. And so for those of you that have never had the pleasure, I've got to give you the pleasure tonight to meet the beautiful Rose of Texas. This is my wife, Rose. Rose. Couldn't do life without that lady. Amen. We've been married 41 years. Can you believe it? Yeah, I know some of you are trying to calculate right now. We got married when we were 10. Plus a few years. <laughs> I, want to, uh, I want to share with you tonight and um, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to read a bunch of scriptures right off the bat. And topically, they don't have anything to do with each other. So for the, those of you that need the A, B, C, D, ain't going to happen. We're just going to read a bunch of random scriptures. Well, they're not random because I chose them. But uh, we're going to read these scriptures. And there is going to be an action item that's common to every one of these verses. And then we're going to come back and we're going to kind of talk about that. And uh, after the ministry of the word, we're going to allow some ministry to take place that will be a little bit different. So I want, I want to set the stage for you so you can be comfortable when we get there. Um, you know how we, we have altar ministry team that comes up and prays for people, Right? Well, the altar ministry team is going to be the Holy Spirit tonight. And uh, so, now, when he ministers to you, there may be some of you that get a little bit emotional. And that's fine as long as you keep it within a balanced context because God wants to speak to everybody in the room, not just you. Does everybody understand that? And so... I want you to lean into anything that's emotional tonight. That's fine. It's cool. Just don't take it to the extreme where you become the attention and not the Holy Spirit. Everybody good with that? Now, also, the Holy Spirit is going to probably take some of you to a place in your childhood. He may take you to a place... That you've kind of stuffed in your heart. I'm not sure. I'm, the biggest struggle I'm going to have tonight is to not try to set you up to think of something. You, get, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Because normally when I would get to that particular part of the ministry. I would be moving in word of knowledge or word of wisdom and, and calling out things. So people could respond to them. But the Holy Spirit's going to be the word of knowledge. He's going to be the word of wisdom. All right? He's going to be the spirit of prophecy in the room tonight. And the reason I'm confident that we can do that is because this is a believer's meeting. I'm assuming that most of you, if not all of you, know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And therefore, the the scripture says, my sheep know my voice. And so you know the voice of God. You know the voice of the Holy Spirit. So what we're going to need to do is we're going to need to listen to the message tonight a little differently than we normally would listen to a message. You're not listening for information tonight. You're listening for the Holy Spirit to trigger something inside of your heart, inside of your emotions. You might want to take out some paper because you may want to write something down because as we get into ministry time, you may want to reflect on what the Holy Spirit spoke to you earlier in the message. Okay, if you don't have that, pull out your iPhone, whatever notes, what a, some way that you can maybe help yourself. So let's take a moment and let's. I want to ask you to just lift your hands this way. This is a receiving mode. Okay, everybody, ready to receive? It's not my job tonight to give it to you. I'm just going to unpack some thoughts, and it's your job to listen to what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you. Okay, you good with that? Everybody comfortable? Okay. So, Father, tonight, we have welcomed you into this room. We have already sensed and experienced your presence among us. You've already spoken to us about the declaration of faith. You've done that corporately, but now we ask you... To speak to us individually. Give us ears to hear. And give us hearts to understand. What you want to communicate to us personally. Individually. And Father we receive you. And we receive your word. And so Lord we will hear. And we will believe. And we will commit our hearts to obey. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So they're going to put these scriptures up as I read them so you can kind of read along with me. We're going to begin in Matthew chapter 11 verse 15. Matthew 11:15 says, "He who has ears to hear, let him hear." That's what we just made a commitment to do, right? He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. How many of you are living in the Spirit right now? I better see every hand up. Both hands up. We're living in the Spirit. And so the exhortation in Galatians to the Galatian believers was, if you live in the Spirit let us also walk in the Spirit. Now we could go into that, but we're not going to. Psalms 68, verse 3. Psalm 68, verse 3 says, But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. It says, Let love Be without hypocrisy. How many of you like to be around someone that loves without hypocrisy? Three of you. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1 says, Let brotherly love continue. Don't let it just begin, but let it continue. James chapter 5 verse 13. Is anyone, uh, anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. 1 Corinthians 16, 14. Are you listening to the Holy Spirit tonight? Okay. Don't just listen to me rattle off these scriptures. You need to Listen. I said, you better listen. I'm not being mean. I'm just encouraging. James, or excuse me, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. And I think I skipped one, 1 Corinthians 16, 14. Can you go back? Let all that you do be done with love. Let all that you do be done with love. Jeremiah 9, 23. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17. But he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Colossians 3:15, the verse, first part of the verse says this: And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Psalms 96, verse 11. Let God arise. I like that. Let God arise. The reason I've read, read all of these verses is because there's one action item in every verse. What is that action item? Anybody catch it? Let. The little three-letter word let. Let. So if I were titling this message tonight, I would call it, A Doorway Called Let. You got to love that one, Randy, Bug. A Doorway Called Let. And here's what we need to understand. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says this, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. And so if I'm going to guard my heart, how many of you know there are different entrances into our hearts? There's windows and there's doors. And so I want to talk to you about one area where you need to guard your heart and that's the doorway called let. Guard, if you will, the let of your heart for out of it... Issues, the issues of life come forth, or the discourse of life come forth. You set in motion your future by what you let into your heart. Everybody with me? Now here's why we need to understand that, because when you think of the word let, the word let is a pretty powerful word. It's really a gift that God gave us. It's called volition. And the word let means to prevent or forbid or allow. So what I'm saying tonight is in, as we guard our heart, we're going to forbid, right? We're going to uh, prevent, but yet we're going to allow. There's some things that we're going to open up our door called let, and we're going to let it in. But there's other things we're going to shut the door and we're going to prevent it or forbid it because we're guarding our heart. We're being careful about what we let into our heart. The word let means to empower, enable, or entitle. When I let things into my life, I'm giving empowerment to those things to set the course and the discourse and the issues of my life, I'm giving empowerment to that, right? Now here's what we need to understand, is I'm going to let in my life the things that I believe to be true, whether they're true or whether they're not. If I believe it to be true, whether it's true or not, my doorway called let is going to swing open to that particular thing that I believe to be true. Holy Spirit's speaking right now. What are some of the things that you have empowered in your life? What are, what are some of the things that you've enabled into your heart? You've enabled those those truths or those thoughts or those those uh, experiences, you've enabled them to come into your heart. Whether they're true or whether they're not, that's not the issue. What you believe to be true becomes your reality. What you believe to be true will, will set in motion the let of your life. I'm asking you tonight, How's your doorway called let doing? What have you enabled? What have you empowered? What have you entitled? What have you let into your life? The word let means to authorize, to sanction, or to grant. What are you sanctioning in your heart? Because not only does the the doorway called let swing open to let things in, How many of you know sometimes i got to swing the door open and let things out? I'm not going to sanction this anymore. At one point in time in my life, I believed that to be true, and I let it into my heart, but the spirit of truth came. Through the word of God and through the Holy Spirit. And it brought enlightenment to that thing which I believe to be true. Which was not true. And therefore when it gets exposed in my heart. I have to let. And I have to speak with authority to that thing. And, and get it out of my heart. Get it out of my life. Two things that influence our let. And by the way. I've preached, this is my fourth time today, so I've got to have a little juice. So two things that influence your let. Here's where I really want you to lean in, Holy Spirit. What are you saying to me? Because two things that influence your let. Number one are the things that you learn. By repetition, they're, they're learned. It's called learned knowledge. It's the thing that you learn by words that were spoken to you over and over and over. So like one plus one. You learn that that equals two. Well, there are words that trained you, that taught you. Words that were spoken to you, that you learned. And through that that process of learning, it empowered your let to believe that thing. That you learned to be true. Wow. I have to fight it. Because I want to give you an example, but I can't. The Holy Spirit restrains me because it's not my example to give you, to put into your heart. What you've got to do is say, Holy Spirit, what are the things that I've empowered? What are the things that I've enabled? What are the things that I've authorized? What are the things that I've sanctioned in my heart through the things that I've learned? Now, some of those things produce a stronghold, a good stronghold in your life. I'm going to tell you something it was great when we learned that Jesus Christ died for our sins. Amen? That was a good thing. And when we believed on the Lord, we let salvation in our hearts. We chose to believe that He was the Son of God, that He, was, that he was, died on the cross, that He was buried, and that He rose up the third day. When we let that in, that let authorize and sanction the truth of our salvation and it's a stronghold in our lives. So there are many things that you have in your life right now that you've allowed into your heart that are strongholds that you need to hold on to. You need to keep them in your heart. David said, I've hidden your word in my heart so that I will not sin against you. What was he saying? I've built a stronghold in my life by learning your word, your precepts. And so your precepts, your word becomes a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. It's the thing that directs my life because it's a stronghold of confidence toward God that I do have a future and I do have a hope, which we spoke about earlier. But the reason we make that declaration, the reason we say it is well with my soul is because we've set in our heart a stronghold that we've learned through the knowledge of the word. But how many of you know the Bible says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge? And so that's why we've got to continually renew our mind to the Word of God. When we renew our mind, we take truth in and we take the lie of the enemy and we kick it out. But just as we've built strongholds through the things that we've learned, we've also built some strongholds that are not good for us. Man, the preacher in me wants to name them right now. (laughs) Can't do it. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? What are the things that you've learned that have influenced your let and that you know in your life right now there is a stronghold in your heart, in your mind, in your soul that does not belong there? The things that you've learned have shaped your heart to believe that to be true. But when you really bring it up against the presence of God and the word of God, the truth exposes the lie of the enemy. See, it's the God of this world that has blinded our minds from the truth. How has He blinded our minds from the truth? He's filtered. He's given us information that's not the truth. Because he's the father of all lies. And he's used people... He's used circumstances. He's used experience. Some of this learning process comes through experiences that we find ourselves living over and over and over and over again. And we're wondering how come I can't get out of this cycle and you can't get out of the cycle because you allow those experiences to train your heart, to train your doorway called let that this is truth. When all along, it's the lie of the enemy. Holy Spirit wants to speak to that tonight. Holy Spirit wants to bring freedom to that tonight. Holy Spirit wants to bring truth to that lie tonight. He will only bring truth to the lie if we let. we got to make a choice tonight. How's your doorway called let doing? So number two is the way that we, the the second thing that influences our let are what I call impacting experiences. I can give you one because we lived it out right here when we were at Resurrection Life Church. Probably about, whoa. And when you start adding it up, Tom, that's a long time ago, dude. Okay, I've been at Gateway 12 years. I was here 13 years. So, 25 years ago, minus about two years into it. So, about 23 years ago, Pastor Dwayne, myself, and RJ Holes were riding in a vehicle going to lunch. The other staff members were in another car going to lunch. We were going to lunch up on the north side. And as we took the exit off of 131, right there where the ballpark is, they were just building the ballpark. We come off the exit ramp. As we come off the exit ramp, the light is red down at the bottom of the hill. RJ and I are talking about the baseball field because we're baseball fans. Pastor Dwayne doesn't have a clue. Just saying. Now, if it was hunting, he would have a clue. Baseball, no clue. We're talking, and the light changes to green. I'm about probably maybe 50 feet from the intersection. The light changes to green. I enter the intersection. Young 15-year-old kid, about about 50 miles an hour, runs the red light and T-bones us. Now, how many of you know that's a dramatic experience? Throws R.J. out the back, I break Pastor Dwayne's ribs, I get glass shattered in my eye. Can I tell you this? From then on, when I entered an intersection and it was a light change, how many of you know I had a whole different approach? Why? Because of the, in, the impact that happened. What I'm saying tonight is that some of us have had some pretty dramatic impacts take place. Some of them maybe when we were kids, some of them maybe at our jobs, some, some maybe with friends, some maybe with family members. We've all had some type of impacting experience that influenced our doorway called let now, some of those impacting experiences, like when we received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's a stronghold, man. I mean, the day I, the day I received the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, whoo, I'm going to tell you something, that was, a, that was a good day. And that impact of that experience, I mean, it, not only was I saved to the bone, now I was filled to the bone. You know what I'm talking about? So we've had good, positive experiences with the Holy Spirit where we've had an impact of God in our life. But there's also been times when the enemy set us up. And he impacted our lives through an experience. And through that experience, our doorway called let got influenced by maybe something that 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 experience screamed out to you and declared something over you. And you believe something about yourself that's not the truth. Holy Spirit speaking right now. Are you listening? I hope you're listening. I hope you're leaning in because this is not about the information, it's about what the Holy Spirit wants to take the information and bring to the surface in your heart and in your mind and your soul tonight. And so we learn. The process of learning or the impact of our experiences build the strongholds in our life, whether they're good or bad. But then here's the journey. Here's the journey. The journey, then, is to try to discover freedom. How many of you like freedom? Doesn't freedom look good on us? Doesn't freedom feel good? I love freedom. But how many of you know sometimes the journey to freedom goes through our doorway called let? And and so what we tend to do sometimes is we try to make our doorway called let swing through religious works or religious concepts. Doing good works so that we can influence our let to be free. So we try everything that we can to be free to kind of strong arm God and say, God, don't you understand? I've given up smoking. I've given up drinking. I've given up chewing and running around with all those people that do that kind of stuff. Don't you understand? I need to be free. But you cannot strong arm God. God has already done everything that you need in order to walk in freedom. It's already been provided for us. It's just a matter of taking the journey to allow the doorway called let to be influenced by truth rather than to be influenced by lies of the enemy. And so tonight really... Freedom is not necessarily about getting rid of something as much as it is about receiving someone. The spirit of truth. I mean, if you know, He is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? His name is Jesus. And so tonight, our freedom doesn't really walk itself out by the things that we do It walks itself out by the relationship that we have. Now that was good. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) So our freedom doesn't really come to us by the things that we do, but by the relationship that we have. Tonight, Holy Spirit's here having a relationship with us. Holy Spirit is not something that's nebulous. He's a part of the Godhead. He is a personality of the Godhead. And He's present in this room tonight. And the Holy Spirit's job is to lead and guide us into all truth. The Holy Spirit's job is to testify of Jesus. The Holy Spirit's job is to bring all things to our remembrance So that when we recall those things to our remembrance, then we embrace those things and we can step into the freedom that we already have in Christ. Why? Because we receive the person of the Holy Spirit and we receive the person of Jesus Christ into our lives. Amen? A lot of truth in what I'm talking about tonight. The question is, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? And here's what I want us to do. We're just going to soak, if you will, in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Can you do that? You comfortable with that tonight? All the preaching, all the conversation is over. Now we're just going to allow the Holy Spirit to just come hover over us. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people We're going to come and we're going to just let a tone of worship be set in our environment. And so your expectation in this moment is to receive everything that God has for you. He saves to the full limit. He doesn't save partially. And He's not coming to do a partial thing in your life. He's coming to do a full, complete work in your heart to the thing that He's spoken to you about. The reason He stirred that up in your mind or in your memory as I spoke... About these things. You're, 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 the Holy Spirit quickened to you some things that you learned. That you, need to, that you need to bring to the foot of the cross tonight. The Holy Spirit revealed to you some things that you experienced. And you need to bring those things to the foot of the cross. You need to let. One thing he gave me permission to share with you. Is right now in my life. I'm dealing with a let. James chapter 1 verse 4 says let patience Man, I wish he'd never put that in there. (laughs) Let patience have its perfect work in you so that you might be entire and wanting nothing. But you got to let patience. I'm pretty impatient because my strengths are get it done. That's how I'm wired. Give me a problem, we're going to get it done. We're going to get it solved. We're going to get it built. We're going to move on. Holy Spirit speaking to me. He spoke tonight before this service ever started. I'm sitting back here talking to Al. Al's reading my mail, man. He's saying, you know what? Basically, Bobby, you need to let patience have its work in your life right now. What's the let that God's speaking to you about? So as they give us just an underlying moment of worship here, I want you to kind of pull it up make it strong don't don't just you know patty cake it back here I want you to build it up make it strong I want a strong environment in this room right now yeah there you go here's what I want you to do if you're ready to lean into what the Holy Spirit's spoken to you about he's your prayer partner tonight He's going to pray over you. He's going to prophesy to you. He's going to speak to you. you, When you feel that, that you're ready to step into that, then I simply just want you to stand up. Stand up in His presence. Let Him speak. Let Him work. Let Him do His thing. When you feel like that work is complete, you can sit back down. Nobody's looking around and you're not a bad person if you stand you're just like me you got a you thing in your life I got to let patience you obey Holy Spirit tonight and then stand boldly to receive him let him do his work when you feel that's completed then you can be seated He's a covenant God, and He he has given everything, put it all out on the line. Tonight, anybody feel like they got a little freedom? Can I hear from you? Seriously. Amen. Now, let me give you a word of instruction, because sometimes in moments like these, something gets stirred in our heart. We embrace it we kind of maybe don't know how to walk it completely out so I want to I give you a few ideas one of the things is be sure you have somebody in your life that knows the real you find somebody that you can find a, a trustworthy place a place that you can unpack and you know that they'll be faithful to you as a friend. Just helping us unpack. I'm in a season right now myself where I want to make sure I'm, I'm letting my heart get unpacked healthy. I don't want anything unhealthy in this season. I don't want to believe a lie. I want sure make sure my let is letting the right things in. And Sometimes you need a counselor. For some of you, maybe there's something relationally Um, God's not necessarily telling you to go to that person but you need a a way to kind of get that out years ago I was on a a men's retreat and one of the things that we did during our fast day is we had to go out into the woods and we were out in the woods and and then it asked us to write a letter to our dads that was pretty easy for me because I had a lot to say to my dad But then it asks us to write a letter from our dad in response to what we had just written to him. And when the shoe gets on the other foot, sometimes your perspective changes. So maybe he'll have you do something like that. Maybe it's something as simple as go out in the woods, sit down, let him download a process or a pathway for you to walk in. How many of you know we are saved? Everything that we are in Christ, we're saved to the bone. We got everything right in our spirit. It's just getting our soul to walk it out. And that's where we need to have renewal of our mind. And that's where you need to ask God, God, give me a word to deal with this. Because this word will help me walk it out. Truth, the spirit of truth to expose the lie. Amen. Tonight, I'm going to be honest with you, tonight was the hardest service I've ever done. But it's hard for me not to just call things out like, you know, child abuse or, you know, anything that caused rejection in your life. But I'm trusting the Holy Spirit spoke to you about those kind of things where you allowed a stronghold to be built to say that you're less than who God says you are. And if nothing else, get in the scriptures and find the I am's. I am this in Christ. I am that in Christ. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen? So I trust this has been a help to you. It's been a blessing for us to be here to be with you. I love you. It's amazing. Rose and I have talked about it the other day. We've, we've been gone 13 years but somehow this place has always drawn our hearts back on Almost three or four times a year since we left. And uh, so we love Michigan. Love you guys. Thanks for letting me be here tonight.